And those pieces are absolutely critical to ensure not only that the new president is successful, but that they can hit the ground running and that they will be there for a long time. Because one thing that the board I think has learned is we think we had a great process, but we just don't want to be doing it every couple years. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. On this episode of In the Know, ACCT's Vice President for Search Services, Julie Golder, interviews ACCT Search's consultant and former Seattle College's Chancellor, Dr. Jill Wakefield. Discussion focuses on the search's process and five keys to a successful transition year, a report researched and written in part by Dr. Wakefield. If you'd like to check out the report, we'll include a link in the description of this episode. This interview was recorded on Zoom, so you might notice a few brief dips in audio quality. Jill, good morning and welcome. Uh, so happy we can have a conversation today and wanted to, to start off um, by extending my appreciation for all the work that you've done on our new publication. Um, maybe if you could start off by sharing a little bit about your background and what led you to developing five keys to a successful CEO transition year. Well, thanks, Julie, and um, really thanks for this opportunity. Um, I was really excited to do this um, publication, just mainly because um, I worked in the Seattle colleges in a number of positions at South Seattle, uh, almost from vice president for instructions and um, advancement uh, to president. And then later on, I was appointed president uh, chancellor of the Seattle colleges. Uh, so in that a job I hired a number of presidents um, and then I uh, after I retired I joined ACCT as a search consultant so I've had the opportunity to work with a number of boards who are hiring new presidents and they are so excited about this opportunity to hire a new president they feel the pressure of getting it right um, they put the boards I've met with, they have put incredible energy and time into developing a search process that involves it involves the entire campus, the community, you get input from students, um, you go through a very sophisticated process, uh, and then eventually interview and um, make visit campuses, perhaps, and then make the final choice. And at that point, um, the board's excited, but they're often exhausted. And the thought is, our work is done. And what, what I've learned is that, yes, uh, phase one is done, but now the importance of phase two, which is the transition and the onboarding process. And those pieces are absolutely critical to ensure not only that the new president is successful, but that they can hit the ground running and that they will be there for uh, a long time. Because one thing that the board I think has learned is uh, we think we had a great process, but we just don't want to be doing it every couple years. And so I thought the guide was a fairly straightforward way of saying, here's things to think about uh, to help ensure the success of the president. And this is really is the board's responsibility, not just hiring, but to help ensure that they give them a good start. Yeah, that's such a great point because typically boards, colleges, the entire college community are so exhausted when a search concludes that knowing that the search is only a piece of this continuum to, to help the, the health and vitality and stability of the, the institution. Um, 
So your first point in the, the guide um, deals with the, the importance of retreat. And we always say, have a retreat, have a retreat, have a retreat, have it within the first 90 days with right. the full board and the CEO. But why is it important? And what are some of the pitfalls if that does not happen? Well, I, I was um, hired by one board for the reason is they had just hired a pr new president and they were so excited about the president. And so they were meeting and they said, okay, what should be our priorities for this new president? And they went around the room and everyone had a different answer. And I have to um, acknowledge that the thoughtfulness, they thought, okay, this is not good. We've got to get on the same page. And so they asked me to come in and help with a retreat. And at that retreat, we spent a lot of time on a number of things. The first is getting to know each other. Now, you might not think that that's a big deal, but you know, to this point, the board really hasn't spent a lot of time with the president that they just hired. They've done a lot of background search. You've been in interview format. Everyone's been on really good interview behavior, but you really haven't gotten to know them. And so the board retreat, for instance, you might have an activity that talks about why you're in education. What do you really care about? As you really get to know each other, which is, I believe is kind of critical to that trusting relationship. And the board present relationship is key to me to the college's success. So um, it's first a chance just to get to know each other, let to know your values. But the, the second is to be really clear on what are, these are the board's three to five priorities for you, um, for our new president for the first 12 to 18 months. And then we, um, and here's how you'll be measured and here's the benchmarks and you come up with that and you're very clear. So the president's clear and the board's clear about what, how, how they'll be spending, the president will be spending their time. You also talk about high performing boards and what, just to remind, not that you aren't one, but just to remind everyone what a high performing board looks like. Um, and just, you know, what's the year gonna look like? How are we gonna make big decisions? Um, I'm not sure last year anyone predicted what would happen um, with the pandemic, but how will we make big decisions? How are we going to work together? This is, how do we wanna communicate? Um, these are things that we all assume, but by having a discussion about them, it's not only going to make the first year a lot um, more, I think, less eventful um, and smoother, but give the president um, really a way to hit the ground running and to re start really in um, uh, really focusing on the priorities and moving forward. Good, good. Yeah, a few things are, are more important than communication and building strong relationships. So, right. so really important. Um, so the second key is the development of the CEO's communication and transition plan. And I know that seems very nebulous and, and abstract, but what key pieces should be done before the arrival of the president and what should be some of the key pieces uh, once they've assumed the, the role? So the first year, if you can imagine as you come to campus and you have like 50 um, invitations and you've got, everyone wants to meet with you, um, that, that, that the problems and, and you can understand that the campus, although they're excited, everyone's a little nervous because you're kind of wondering about what your role is going to be, you know, what do I fit in and what's the new president going to want. And so there's just this kind of uh, this uh, air of anticipation. 
But my my thought is that um, that you start maybe a month or so before, and that as a president, uh, the, with the approval of the board chair and the existing and the, the current president, because the current president is president till their last contracted day, and you sure don't want to get in the middle of that. And um, you know, and, and you really want to honor the the current president and um, but with their uh, approval to talk to someone in communications or whoever is responsible for that about okay here's what um, what's our communication plan for the first three three to six months because what are the meetings what are we going to put on the web um, how about um, we have convocation a lot of people start in July and you have some sort of convocation what's the theme or what's you know how does that work um, what news releases do we want to send out? What communications? Um, and really to, so that you can get your priorities for the first three to, six, three to six months. And then once you're in there, you can really talk about that. How are we gonna use social media? Um, and I would actually, as a new president, start following the social media of the college as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm hired, just to get a sense of the institution. Um, and then I, it depends and you have to be careful because not every president, not every president leaves on a real positive note, um, but you don't know the situation, but, but, you know, talk to the board, board chair about the, about the relationship right now. But one thought is that the president might be encouraged to do is to have a conversation with the current president, just about the history and the culture, how decisions are made. What are some of the big um, events coming up, the big initiatives? Um, how about the community? Who's key in the community? And, and sort of how you can work together. Um, as I left the chancellorship of the Seattle College, I called the new chancellor and I said, I'm here. Here's my number. Here's my personal email. Feel free to contact me anytime. I will give you my best advice. I will, even if it's not what I would have done, I promise that I will give you my unvarnished advice and thoughts, um, but I won't contact you and I won't be on the campuses um, for a year. And if I'm invited for an event or something, I will let you know, because I really want the new president to know that, that um, I'm not, I wouldn't be in the background second guessing any decisions or anything like that, that I'm here to uh, offer my total support to the next president. And uh, so I think setting up a time just to have a conversation with that person can be invaluable because you really want that transition to be smooth. If, you, if, you, if at all possible, because once again, everyone is watching. Um, and then um, when, uh, when the new CEO arrives on campus, I suggest they write the general, the all purpose speech that you can adapt. Once again, let people know the new president, you know, sort of why they're, why they're in this game, why they wanna be, uh, why they're excited to come to the campus. What about the college really attracted them? What about the community attracted them? A chance to really speak to the attributes of the institution, the pride points, but also talking about, you know, your vision. So you have that. So I, I think that's sort of the, the communications plan, the transition plan with the board's approval, I suggest, I don't know, but I suggest that the board, uh, that the actually review the transition plan so that, and, and they may vote on it or just review it, but so the whole community knows that the board is supportive. You know, this is a transition plan and this becomes very, it's just like a checklist. This is who I need to meet with. This is who we need to meet with. This, this monthly um, Fridays, I'm going to, um, 
present, I'm going to walk around between one and three. Uh, so we're gonna keep my calendar and this is my time to just uh, visit offices. Um, you know, one of the things I learned that I did wrong was I walked around campus a lot, but I did it really fast. I think it's so people thought that I would have a purpose and I was really busy, but a suggestion might be to walk slowly around campus uh, so that people have a chance to talk to you, can catch up with you. So, you know, learn from someone who did it wrong. But um, other, you know, students important. Are you going to have open forums or just meet with the student body leadership and actually get your calendar filled? I think the idea is you fill your calendar before other people do so that you, the president, and I think this is what the board would want is that you're doing, the president's doing everything they can to meet the board's priorities. Um, and if you have a little more control over your calendar, you're making sure you're meeting the right people, you're developing the trust, you're uh, spending enough time on campus, off campus, uh, and really focused on the priorities. Nice, Jill. There, there was so much good content there. And there was also really good content for outgoing presidents. So I, I hope that we do have a, a broad audience. Um, yeah. The, the next point in the plan, I feel like often gets buried and overlooked. And a point that we try to make to boards is that you've attracted top talent. You've gone through this incredibly complex, long and difficult process. You've identified your next CEO, you're excited. So a piece that we, we want to keep on the board's mind is how do you retain your CEO? How do you keep them excited? And there are pieces beyond base salary that can do that. So I'd like for you to talk about um, the, the professional development plan, which touches on a well-being plan. Yeah, I. You know, this is really important and I, I kind of think back and I think it's important for boards um, to express the import, importance of a, a development plan to their CEO. And I think they always think it, but just assume the CEO knows it. So I like to be very deliberate about here's your development plan. And, you know, one example is I call, I hired a president um, at one point uh, several years ago and um, the president, this person had all these wonderful qualities and qualifications, uh, but they really, the college was ready, getting ready, gearing up to go to a major gifts campaign. And the, the president didn't have a huge background in fundraising. And so um, he asked if he could, or I recommended that he go to, it was an intensive seminar uh, fundraising for college presidents. And I felt that that would really give him the skills to lead a major gifts campaign. It just wasn't in his toolbox at that point. Um, and so I think that recognizing that a, that your new president is not probably won't be the expert on everything to really say demonstrate is, you know, we don't expect you to be that, but we want to help you. There's areas that we you can inc increase your expertise um, opportunities. We want we really want to support you. Um, and the same with um, the well-being plan is the the demands of this of a presidency are huge, physical and emotional. And you've hired a president who's resilient, but um, generally to talk, a little talk about is the board to say, we want to make sure you're taking retreats. We want to make sure you're spending time with your family and your friends and that you're taking a vacation. Um, we know that you'll be back 
best when you make time for yourself. And so the board actually saying that to the president means a lot. Um, I uh, and I, I think just to recognize is, is these, and I think to the president, it also shows, hey, the board really cares about me. You know, I was at a retreat uh, with a board some time ago and the, um, the board, I'm sure they wouldn't have thought about this at the beginning, but the end they said to the president, we want you and we want your family to be happy here. And so I, I think that those are ways to um, keep a, a president and to keep a president um, support their development, their good health, and to recognize what the what the stresses of the job are. And you know, and this year, I I think you take a, a normal year, and this year probably they're double or triple. And you can you imagine a first time president this year, a first year president? It's got to be if it weren't if there. It's a tough time, but it's you just add to that. And so I think I just want to recognize what the demands are and support the president. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the next point covers a mid-year check-in. Um, and I, I guess maybe share some of the key reasoning behind it and then how does that differ from just regular board meetings? What, what should be at its essence? Well, the board, I'm assuming that the board's meeting regularly, monthly or even more often, maybe twice a month with the president, especially the first year as part of the transition plan. The mid-year checkup, um, I, or the mid-year um, check-in, I think is sort of a, a, the well person check-in. Perhaps this is your annual physical. How are you doing? Check all the, you know, how's how's your family doing? Um, how, you know, here's the, here's, you know, your priorities or any surprises, you know, imagine this year it would be, well, um, yeah, what happened about March? Uh, you know, any surprises and, and, you know, how do you do, how can we be supportive? And this partnership, you know, it's an, it's, although the board is definitely the, the boss, uh, the president reports, but often it's a partnership. The board is your thought partner. And so here's the thought of, you know, let's just talk about what's going on, what's unexpected, um, what's surprised you, um, and and um, sort of a just a, a just a deliberate chance to have a conversation about uh, how things are going and you know anywhere that we can be supportive you know by now as are the people in the community by the way this might be a good time you've been here five or six months um, here's some folks in the community and here's some thoughts we might want to contact. Um, uh, also, it's a chance to start talking about the evaluation. And, and presidents, rightly so, are really kind of nervous the first year evaluation. And think about, you know, say you're a first year president, you really haven't, you haven't been a president before, you're, you're not sure about how all the processes work, but you really want to make sure that you're doing everything right that first year. So, you know, a good discussion about what, you know, how the evaluation will take place, will we hire somebody, What's the process? Do we want to have, um, you know, you're going to do a self-evaluation, you send it to us, and then, you know, we're going to take it and look at the three, five priorities and really talk about, you know, how we're going to structure it. So everyone has a sense of that as because a year goes pretty quickly from then on. So again, I think it's the well president check-in, um, you know, just a chance to, you know, let's just look at things that we might not uh, talk about at a regular meeting. Take a step back. Good, good. And then the, the final point, number five, is to conduct a first year evaluation. And mm -hmm. 
we've seen contracts where it isn't even referenced. So I think as a starting point, it has to be in the contract for a, a month and a day every year where it takes place and the board has to really be committed to conducting it. Um, what, what are some of those key points around that first year evaluation? Well, you know, I, I really, I think the board, the CEO deserves it and expects it and a high performing board evaluates its president as well as evaluates itself. Um, this, uh, I, I think the whole process of the professionalism, um, the president really needs some feedback about, you know, how am I doing? And this really allows the board and the president to come together and really talk about that first year, um, about what went well, progress toward the priorities, um, you know, some of the areas. And I think it's fine for the president to say areas that we didn't make progress. You know, we had a pandemic, so the strategic plan went, we had to move it for a, a, a month or two. Um, or we had, you know, this was surprised because you know there'll be surprises. But, you know, the best thing is to keep the, pre if the president, if the board is helping the president stay focused on the priorities, as long as they still are the priorities, that's sometimes the best gift they can give the president um, because everything's still coming at you, <laughs> but you still need to stay focused on, on what your priorities are. So, um, you know, it's, you could, it's just the opportunity also then to set the goals and the priorities for next year. Do we want to continue these? Uh, this one was already met. Um, you know, usually one of the first year priorities is the onboarding year, is that this is a year to, to meet, transition, develop uh, relationships. So you're really looking at um, how the first year transition went. Maybe you don't need to focus on that the next year as much. But, um, uh, or maybe just part, you know, you've kind of ratcheted it down to some of the other initiatives, but uh, a chance really to, for the board and the president to be really clear about, you know, how they're working together to achieve the goals and the vision, the mission of the institution. Um, it's a chance to step back um, and to have a, a really good conversations. You may, some do it internally, some hire a consultant um, to come in and keep the process moving. Uh, but I, I think that the idea is to come out of this is, you know, I know where we are. I know where I stand. And this is also good. I think it's a good way to keep a president um, that, you know, we, I'm clear. You're clear. I'm clear about where I stand, what I need to do. And we're working together. Once again, the teamwork, there's a teamwork with the president and the board. You're helping to, to really emphasize and establish um, and to build on the work together. Really valuable thoughts, Jill. Um, so you, you touched a little bit on the outgoing president and what is the, the respectful role? How, how do they navigate? What, what should they be doing? What should they not be doing? And we've seen instances where the outgoing president doesn't want to leave. Um, so how do they keep it respectful and have a, a healthy transition? <laughs> so I've been in this role a couple times and um, I can speak to, it's really hard to leave. It's hard to say my work is done, I'm feeling good about it, I'm moving on and I become the role of supporter. Um, you know, and also, you know, you, you really, if people aren't, 
you know, some decisions made that people aren't happy about, you really, um, you don't want to get involved in that. And so I, I think that the board, um, but there are many ways that you can really utilize the, the retiring or the exiting president's um, connections in the community, um, uh, thoughts about, you know, the history and the culture and how you do things and to really help the new president understand. And so um, I believe that, you know, the president, the new president reaching out to the, um, the uh, exiting president um, out of respect and when um, I have to say, when the president um, and the chancellor reached out to me, um, I I was really honored, and I felt like whatever I could do to help their their success was I really wanted to do, and I had some thoughts and and ideas about what I thought it could help. So, um, really talking about that relationship, and also I think the exiting president to really uh, ensure that. Uh, let the new president know that that you're not going to be meddling, that you're not going to be behind the scenes, that, you know, even if if they take it in a completely different direction, you're supportive, you realize that, you know, that it's a different time and different president and you're there to support them and that you won't be on campus, as I mentioned before, you're, um, and if you get invited, um, I think I took a class, I did tell the, the chancellor president that I would be taking that Spanish class on Wednesday nights, but, um, you know, that's, that's that's where if people, if there was a sighting of me, that's what it was about. Um, again, is as a student, and I, but not as um, and not as a former president. And but you know, also the the exiting president can really help with this transition. And uh, together, you can make it smooth, a smooth transition. Perhaps at a board member meeting when you have the president who's leaving and a new president, and you really talk about the transition. So you see people sort of handing over um, the leadership and committing to support. And, and then the new president talking about how they build on the accomplishments um, of the previous presidents who came before them. I think respect really goes both ways. Um, you know, and uh, the former presidents I've worked with, you know, even if you can help with a transition plan or, you know, give perspectives that would lead to success. But, but um, even if the CEO isn't leaving on the best of terms, uh, you know, there are ways you need to talk together about how to um, lead the a transition process. And even if it isn't on the best of terms, it's hard for me to believe that anyone wouldn't truly care more about the institution and the students and being able to continue to help students achieve their dreams. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, so maybe if you, you can, sum up a few of the pieces in terms of just a nutshell summary of what are the characteristics of a successful CEO transition and what are some of the pointers that that um, could help avoid pitfalls? So I, I guess if I were the board, um, you know, um, if I were giving advice to a board or meeting with the board or starting a search process, I would really talk about that the boards um, that have been the most successful in obtaining amazing new presidents and keeping presidents and supporting presidents who achieve 
really ambitious goals and um, the vision of the institution. It's those that really look at this transition process as, as, three, as two or three parts. One is the search process, which is definitely the most visible and definitely critically important to do it right and to involve the entire community uh, in the process and to have a clear, um, transparent process that demonstrates that you're really looking for the best candidate for the institution. So do that part well. Um, and then I would say pause for a little bit and get your energy back and then start thinking about the transition is how do we transition from a current president to the next president? And then how does the board uh, implement and support uh, and work with the president on an onboarding process? to uh, really ensure their success and their ability to make the kinds of changes and achieve the goals that the board really aspires, has, has set out as important for the institution. Um, uh, and also I'd say, you know, use this as a checklist, just as you go through, um, you know, as a, as a transition and the onboarding process, they're not as intense, but they're very deliberate. And what I like about this process is it's a deliberate process to think about the onboarding and how it will take place uh, so that the president and the board sort of control, have some control about that you're, to know that you're meeting with all the right people, um, you're not leaving anybody out, you're spending the right amount of time on campus, off campus. And again, that's a big conversation you need to have. And a lot of boards I've talked to or I've worked with have said, yeah, we want 70% of your first year to be on campus. Um, that's important to build those relationships and then and build the trust that we can make the decision, then move more in the community. So when boards and presidents talk about things like this, you know that you're on the same page and there's no surprises uh, and you're, you can really better support each other and the accomplishments of the presidencies. Uh, the president says, see has never been tougher. The goals have never been higher. The idea of every student will be successful. Every student will, we're not, we're gonna eliminate achievement gaps. We're gonna truly serve the workforce needs of the community. Um, the, um, the equity, inclusion, um, diversity, ensuring that. The demands are really high. And in order to meet those demands, it truly demands, it requires a strong partnership of the board and the president. And some of the ideas that we've set forth in this paper, I think, really help um, guarantee that you'll meet those goals. Excellent, excellent. Jill, we are so appreciative of all you do to help community colleges, your work on searches, your work on retreats, and your, your work as an author. Um, your, your insight is, is invaluable. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for all you do and uh, look forward to having future conversations with you. If you'd like more information on this topic, we'll include a link to five keys to a successful transition year in the description. Additionally, Julie will be hosting a webinar diving deeper into some of the issues discussed during this interview on Wednesday, February 24th. More details will be released soon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.